You're listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast with pet business coach Kristen Morrison. Episode number 98. Welcome to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast, where it's all about pet business challenges, real coaching, and real solutions to help you thrive in your pet business and in your life. And now, here's your host, pet business coach Kristen Morrison. As pet care professionals, your clients trust you to care for their furry family members. Pet Sitters Associates is here to help. For over 20 years, Pet Sitters Associates has provided thousands of members with quality pet care insurance. If you work in the pet care industry or you want to make your passion for pets into a profession, you can take your career to the next level with flexible coverage options, client connections, and complete freedom in running your business. Learn why Pet Sitters Associates is the perfect fit for you and get a free quote today at PetSitLLC.com. Also, Pet Sitters Associates is offering Prosperous Pet Business Podcast listeners $15 off when you join today by using the discount code PODCAST at checkout. To find out more, go to the podcast show notes page at ProsperousPetBusiness.com forward slash podcast 98. Once again, ProsperousPetBusiness.com forward slash podcast 98. Hi, pet business owners. Oh my goodness, I am so happy to say that last week I had my first in-person coaching client in a long time. It was so wonderful to work with somebody in person. Oh, I love the ability to be able to work with you guys virtually, but wow, to work with you in person, it just... It's wonderful, and it just makes me so happy. So last week, I worked with Summer from Big Kahuna Pet Care. She's in Newport Beach, California. And again, it was just so wonderful to work with her in person. You can see a picture of us on my Instagram. Just search for Pet Biz Coach, all one word, on Instagram, and you'll find a link to my Instagram and information about my coaching in the show notes page prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 98. That's the number 98. Again, prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 98. So Summer drove to Marin County, California to do an all-day coaching session with me. I've done a few VIP coaching sessions with pet business owners, and that's what I did with her as well. I've worked with individual business owners in the VIP coaching day. I've also worked with teams of people, including the business owner and his or her staff members. And it's such a great way to create cohesion between you and your business. And if you have staff and you get everybody at the VIP coaching day, you can all get on the same page and you can work out difficulties that you may be experiencing so that you can then experience smooth sailing going forward. Each VIP day is customized for the person I'm working with. I do not do cookie cutter coaching. You may have noticed that on the podcast. (laughs) Everyone is different. Each business is completely different. And when I'm working with people, 
I am using my gut instinct. I'm using my intuition. I'm using my logical brain that has, you know, over 20 years of owning and running and working with pet business owners. So I'm, you know, working on all levels. And normally I don't share who I've done a VIP coaching day with, nor anyone I've coached at all. All sessions are confidential unless I have permission to share about them from my coaching client. Summer gave me permission to share her information and all of these coaching clients that you hear on the podcast have specifically asked to be on the podcast to get a session with me in exchange for that session being recorded on the podcast. If you're interested in taking your pet business to the next level by getting customized and empowering coaching and action steps from me, you can check out the show notes page to find out more about my 25 or 50-minute coaching sessions, my two-hour best-year coaching sessions, and the VIP coaching day information. Now, just so you know, I offer VIP coaching in Marin County, California, as well as the Big Island of Hawaii. I have a couple of upcoming spots available for VIP coaching in Hawaii in the next couple months. You can combine a vacation with a VIP coaching day with me, and you can get a write-off and a rocket launcher for your business to start, expand, or work out the daily problems that you may be experiencing in running your business. I will be your sounding board, and I will get you pointed in the right direction again. And I'll also give you clear and effective action steps so you can not only learn from the session or the VIP day, but you can actually apply what you're learning and you can make the needed changes to move forward in a different way. And one more announcement before I share a bit about this coaching session that I did with Stephanie that you'll hear in just a minute. My brand new audiobook called How to Recover from Pet Business Burnout is out today. That's right. It just got released today. I'm so excited. You'll find the link to the audiobook in the show notes page as well. So you can go to prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 98 to find out more about that. So before we jump into the session with Stephanie, I want to give you a little backstory. Stephanie is a longtime pet business owner. She has a dog walking and pet sitting business in Texas. And in many ways, she's done a fantastic job running her business. But because of the pandemic and because of some other issues, she's now got a lot of business challenges that she's grappling with, and she needs some guidance on how to fix them. She's struggling to balance her team's needs, her client needs, and her own personal needs. That's a lot to balance. (laughs) She's also working sometimes 60 to 80 hours a week. And in spite of all of those working hours, she's realizing she needs to make a lot more money. So in this rapid-fire coaching session that covers a wide range of business topics in a short amount of time, you are going to hear me coach Stephanie through these various business issues. And at the end of the episode, 
I'm going to share an update about how she's doing now a few weeks after the session was recorded. She reached out to me and wanted to give an update. And so I'm including that at the end of her coaching session here. If you are struggling with a lot of pet business challenges like Stephanie was, or even just grappling with one or two issues, I want to encourage you to grab a notebook or your notes app on your phone because you may discover some action steps that can help you through your business difficulties. And now, the coaching session with Stephanie. Hello, Stephanie. Hi, Kristen. How are you? I am good. How are you doing? I'm so excited. I'm so happy to, to be doing this. Me too. I'm so, so happy to be working with you today, Stephanie. Yay. Yay. How wonderful. Okay, good. So let's dive in. Tell me a little bit about your business. Okay. Um, uh, my business name is Bossy Paws Pet Sitters. Mm-hmm. I have a team of three. It was mm-hmm. four yesterday. I had someone quit. Oh. Um, and we do mostly drop-ins and then dog walking. Um, I started doing this probably in like 2006 as a side gig. Mm-hmm. So I do overnights, but none of my team does. Got it. Okay. And do you j- enjoy doing those? The overnights, ugh, yes, I do. I um, I had a lot of clients. So the clients that I used to have were like coworkers, friends, things like that. Mm-hmm. So some of them are kind of far, like forty minutes to an hour. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, so I'm 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 slowly like letting them down easily mm-hmm. because. Uh, but the ones that are pretty close, where it's not an ordeal to go do mm-hmm. my other clients and take mm-hmm. care of my own and my mom and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, great. Good. But it sounds like you're slowly letting the 40 to 60 minute clients go who yeah. are away from you. Yeah. It's, yes. a, it's a long drive. Okay, good. Yes. That's good. So when you were inspired to reach out to me for this podcast coaching session, what was the motivating factor? What's the biggest challenge you have right now? Uh, well, I know I'm overthinking it and I know I'm mm-hmm. stuck. Um, yep. I've figured out the dog walking from reading your books, everything I've done. The dog walking is smooth for me. Mm-hmm. Where I'm stuck is balancing my team's needs, both financially and schedule wise with what my clients want mm-hmm. and addressing my needs at all. I'm not paying myself. I've doubled yeah. my, I've, I've doubled my revenue since last year and I'm seeing less money and mm-hmm. I'm still working 60, 80 hour weeks. Okay, got it. This is really ripe for a coaching call here. Mm. <laughs> it's perfect. Right. You're right on track, my dear. Okay, good. So let me start with in terms of you working so much. So mm. what and, and what first comes to mind is when was the last time you raised your rates? I am raising them January 1st and I've already got my letter ready to go for December 1st. Okay, good. Because that's going to impact you know, you possibly being able to work less right, and make more money just right. from raising rates. It's amazing right. what can happen with that. So mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about the rate increase. How much are you raising it to? So yeah. I, I charge by time. I mm-hmm. have 20, 30, and 60 minutes. Um, for the 20 minutes, I'm going up $2. The mm-hmm. 30 minutes, I'm going up $4. Mm-hmm. And the hour, I'm going up 
$6. And then I'm also going up on my overnights, $10. Excellent. Okay. That sounds really good. That is going to help in a huge way in terms right. of your profit margin. So I'm thrilled about that, that you're doing that. So uh, are you planning on sending the rate increase uh, email out December 1st? Yes, ma'am. Good. Okay, good. Because you want to allow at least a month's notice for these people. Okay, great. Right. And are you doing it across the board or are there specific clients? So that was one of the questions I have. I've decided not to raise rates on clients that I got in July, mm, through good. July through December. I don't think that's fair. Yep. Um, but I don't know when to raise the rates for them. Yeah. So I would actually not raise rates for people that have been with you for a year or less. Okay. So even, you know, looking at January. Okay. Or even December of last year, you know, I wouldn't, well, actually I would start with the January. I would look at your client base and look at who signed up with you to start new services January, 2021, because it's now you know, almost the end of 2021. So, you know, it will be time to raise them soon. Um, Actually for January, you could go ahead and raise them. But so going back to that, I would actually look at February. I would look at who did you sign up for February, 2021. And I would wait, you want to give people at least a year's notice before a year of working with you before you raise their rates. So, you know, July is too soon to be raising rates, even like June or May would be too soon. So you want people to have been with you for at least a year or longer. So that's how I would do it. Everybody before that, I would definitely raise their rate. When was the last time you raised rates? I've never raised my rates. Okay. And you've been in business for how long? Um, full time by myself, but uh, as uh, since 2017, but officially okay. since 2018. Got it. Okay, yeah. So it's definitely time, right? Because realistically, you want to raise your rates every one to two years. Now, the pandemic made that challenging because it's you don't really want to raise it during like the beginning of a pandemic. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. you were smart to wait, but now is a good time because people are definitely ready for that. You know, and a lot of people are hungering to travel and everything. So it'll be good timing for you to be raising your rates now. So yeah. Oh, I was going to say, actually, Stephanie, just real quick. Mm -hmm. One of the things you might want to do is to go to my free stuff page on Six Figure Pet Business Academy site. Mm -hmm. And what you will find is if you scroll all the way down on that free stuff page, you're going to find a link that says how to write the perfect rate increase letter. So what I want you to do is an action step. I'm going to be giving you some action steps today. One of the action steps I want you to do is to click on that and to read the rate increase template email that's there. And you can copy and paste it. I've literally had at least, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of pet business owners use that as theirs. It's one that I used for mine when I raised rates. So you can just copy and paste it, customize it if you want. But the main thing is you don't want to apologize for raising rates, right? You don't want to say, I'm so sorry, I'm raising rates. Just the facts, ma'am, you know? Exactly. So that's what that template is, that rate increase template. Also, along with that rate increase template on the free stuff page, 
are five tips for raising rates. So you'll find a lot of information, including what I shared today, which is giving people at least a month's notice, having them be on board for at least a year before you raise their rates, plus some other things that that will help you when you're making this big change. Because it's a lot to ask for a raise. You know, most people get nervous about it. So yeah, exactly. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Exactly. It's the only way I want to make money. I I decided at the beginning of 2020, well, not the beginning, March, I I was thinking about doing a rate increase in the middle of that year. And I committed to my clients that I wouldn't do that. And then at the beginning of 2021, we're still right in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. So I committed to it again. Yes. And this is a good time. You know, we've Mm -hmm. been in this pandemic now for a year and a half and you, you know, you're struggling in a way. I mean, you're working a lot of hours, not making enough money. You want your staff to be making a fair wage too, if not a generous wage. And so this will impact them. It will impact you. It'll impact the longevity of your business. You know, it's just, this is for the health of your business. Exactly. Well-being of you and your staff. So it's, you're right on track. This is absolutely the right time to do it. And if you weren't, I would let you know that because I'm super direct. (laughs) I'd be like, nope, don't raise your rates right now. And Uh, that's what I was saying to a lot of people who were coaching mm -hmm. with me, like right after the pandemic, they were like, I was just about to raise my rates. I'm like, nope. (laughs) not going to do it. And I don't know when, but we're just going to wait this out for a bit, you know? Right. I I think that now it's, I mean, we're still in the pandemic, but now Mm -hmm. I think it's just going to be something we just have to work on. That's right. Yep. And, you know, with inflation and mm-hmm. everything is more expensive, it's exactly. just, I, I'm just kind of following suit with what everybody else is doing. Yep. And I will, I will say I'm a little ahead on your action step. I actually use your template and have it oh, ready. Oh, good. Okay, great. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, perfect. All right. So what else? Um, anything else around that or what else? So it's, it's so it's my scheduling. Uh, like I said, the dog walking is mm-hmm. super easy. It's Monday through Friday, 10 to three. Yep. Easy peasy. I rotate them like you suggest in your book. So I have a, a Monday, Wednesday girl that is also my admin on Friday. And then mm-hmm. I have a Tuesday, Thursday, Friday girl. And then Great. I walk most days. Mm-hmm. It's the drop-ins that really okay. are difficult. So we do services from 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. seven days a week. 11 p.m. Uh, wow. Yeah. So I, especially since the pandemic, but I, I don't, I, I used to be a massage therapist. I was one of those mm. that have done a little bit of everything and yeah. our instructors would always tell you the clients that need you will find you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've done a lot of fostering. That's how I got mm-hmm. into this. Mm-hmm. So I've dealt with a lot of difficult animals. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tend to get, I don't want to call them needy, but just more mm-hmm. high maintenance, high needs mm-hmm. um, clients. Yeah, sweet. Like I love my clients. None of them are yeah. difficult. Uh-huh. Um, and then since the pandemic, I have people who want six services a day. They don't want their dogs up too long because they've been mm-hmm. home all the time. Yeah. Uh, so I have finally hired a pet sitter. I had waited and waited because I did not know how to schedule a pet sitter. Mm-hmm. The walks are steady. Yeah, you're gonna have the same walks. My drop-ins are not steady and. Yeah. My clients, the number one complaint I got when I started doing this full time 
was I hated that my last pet sitting company sent someone different every time. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. That's annoying for people. So one right. workaround around that is, and it's, it's a way that's going to benefit you and your clients, but maybe not initially. So one of the ways around that is actually having a client trained the pets and the human <laughs> trained with two or three different sitters so that they are ready to go if and when that client needs it. Because, you know, one or two of them may not be, but then that third may be. So what it will require is you paying for those meet and greets because you really want your sitters to meet every single client that they're going to be caring for. It's important, especially if they have dogs, because the dogs can be aggressive if they haven't met the person. And dogs have, most dogs have really good memories. So even if they meet the dog and then six months later they do the pet sit that still may work you know the clients may want to brush up and that's fine but then at that point I would have the clients pay for that second meeting okay you know but initially I would you're going to want to pay your staff to meet the clients so that they're ready to go for that so it will be an expense on your part but ultimately it'll create a lot of freedom for you to stop working those 60 to 70 hour you know, weeks and, you know, make this work for you so that you have a roster of people that you can call for your specific clients who are in need and that are trained on them. And one of the things too, you might want to look at doing to make ease in all of this is to have a lockbox system for keys. So what that looks like is you buying a bunch of lockboxes. Again, it's investment, but it's an investment in your freedom. And ultimately, it's going to, you know, financially help you too down the road. Um, so what you would do is you would buy a lot of lockboxes and you would ask clients for a deposit for them. So usually what I would do is I would recommend that you say the lockboxes cost $25 each, then you would charge clients $35. So, you know, that would be a way to kind of recoup your investment. Some people aren't going to want the lockboxes. They're going to be right. against those. Yeah. But most clients are probably going to see the benefit of that because they're going to have met, you know, two or three of your sitters. This is an opportunity that they can put out the lockbox. You know, you have the code on file. If they need to go away in an emergency, it's all there and ready to go. So right. really it's about automation, which is a lot of what. I talked about in the last podcast episode, you know, a lot about automation and the importance of that. Initially, automation, like people think, oh, automation, so easy. Initially, it's a lot of work. Right. <laughs> okay? Like training. Yeah. It's like short-term pain for long-term gain is really what you're looking at. Well, it's not right. only training, but it's an investment, financial investment. Right. You know, you paying for these lockboxes up front, but then recouping it in the form of, of a deposit. You know, which the clients then get back when you get the lockbox back, whenever that may be. You know, they right. move away. Most clients will never give you that lockbox back, even right. if they move, right? right. It's just too much yeah. of a pain in the butt. Right. So then, you know, you've made $10 or whatever on top of that. But, but regardless, you know, that's how you would do it. And, you know, you having the clients trained on those particular human beings who are the pet sitters alleviates their concern. Like they're going to know, hey, I'm either going to get Sarah, Jenny, or Will, you know, who's going to be coming and you'll let them know, you know, you met 
Sarah, she's available, or you met Will, he can come and help you. And we're all ready to go. So I think this is my, so my, the way I'm pitching it to my clients. So when I first started, my daughter helped me. My daughter's 28 and has been doing fostering and pet sitting as long as I have. Yeah. So everybody loved that. It was just me, but I had my daughter as backup if Mm -hmm. something happened. Mm -hmm. So now I pitch it as you'll have two main sitters or two main walkers. And I try to train, train one to two more people Mm -hmm. as backup. Perfect. Um, I did try to take four of us to a meet and greet one time and it was a little bit no, like a clown. That's uh, yeah, not cl- a good idea. Yeah. It was like a clown car getting yeah, in there. Yeah. So no. I, I've been taking two sitters with me from, from here on out. Um, but is that, is that going to be something that I can expand in my business where I keep it to two and, you know, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to say, because you're pressed for time uh, and you've had your business for a long time and you really trust these people, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. have them meet on their own. Like okay. maybe you have two meet without you also okay. setting up all these different people for meet and greet. Like at one time is like a clown show, like that mm-hmm. in and of itself, you know, not even right. getting there, but like arranging and scheduling it. So I would have two people, two sitters max at a time okay. meeting with that client. They can both meet, you know, and that way you don't have to be involved in it. Okay. You know, and you, if you need to do it, you can do some role playing in terms of here's how you do a meet and greet when I'm not there. They probably okay. know by now because you've been going to a lot of them with them. Right. But, you know, it, for your own feeling good about it, you may want to do some role playing around it to get right. clear about what needs to happen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then, um, so for the keys, um, most of my clients have coded doors now. So oh, that's good. Not, okay, great. That's not really an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had a call not too long ago where the lady was like, I only want you to come. And I explained, you know, mm-hmm. my model and why that was difficult. And so I finally got her to the point where she was okay with two sitters. Okay. Um, and then she said, uh, what about a key? And I said, well, she wanted to do it for Thanksgiving. I said, it's too hard to pass the key at Thanksgiving. Yeah. I can, I can do a lockbox or a hide a key, or I can make a copy. And she didn't want to do either. So I just let her go. Cause you know, sometimes yeah. you just yep. have to, you do. So, so that's what I, I mean, is that a bad idea? I make copies for my, for my team when the client yeah. says it's okay. Yes. But you want to make sure to check those because a lot okay. of times the spares don't work. Yes. So that's something, you know, that can be kind of problematic. You may actually want to have the clients make spare keys so they can check them and then you go pick them up. Like that's the most time efficient method, I think, is having them do it. This client who wasn't willing to have you make a spare key or use a lockbox was not your ideal client. She may have been your ideal client when it was just you. Right. But your business has changed. You have changed. Your business needs have changed. She's no longer your ideal client. Your business has outgrown her essentially. Exactly. So yes, you did the right thing in letting her go for sure. Right. Yeah. And you know, it's not to say she's a bad person. She has different needs than you can offer her right now. She'll find somebody who will accommodate that. It'll be probably a, you know, solo person who's probably never going to hire anybody. That, yeah. And that's actually what I, I, whenever I give a no, I try to give a, 
but here's a, here's this beautiful. So so I I told her exactly that. I was like, I think you need a solopreneur and here are some places you can go find those. Beautiful. That's excellent. Want to take what you're learning from the podcast and begin to apply it in your own pet business so you can see powerful results? The Pet Business Online Course Learning Platform can help you do that. You'll find instant access courses that can help you launch or grow your pet business starting right now. You can watch, listen, and learn from the courses right now or whenever works best for you and from wherever you're at in the world. The How to Start Your Pet Sitting and Dog Walking Business in 7 Days online course gives you step-by-step step instruction and comprehensive tools to help you launch your own pet care business and get paying clients in just one week. The four-week Pet Business Catapult program provides a weekly comprehensive plan to help you create systems and strategies so you can work on your business instead of in your business. You'll also learn exactly what you need to find, hire, and train quality staff and attract high-paying, profitable clients. With these classes and the many other online classes you'll find on the course platform, you can take your pet business to a new level of growth and success starting right now. Go to PetBusinessCourses.com. That's PetBusinessCourses.com or use the online learning platform link in the show notes page to start transforming your pet business right now. You'll find many classes for all your business needs, including how to get your website higher on the search engines and how to use Facebook marketing to grow your pet business, plus many others. New courses are added monthly. These online courses provide solutions and actionable steps so you can quickly take your business to a new level of growth and profitability. And you'll receive your courses in less than 60 seconds after ordering. To find out more, go to PetBusinessCourses.com. Um, the other thing, I mean, it's all around sitting. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I think the dog walking is so easy. Yeah. I actually like doing the dog walking myself. Uh-huh. And if I thought my my business could handle just doing the dog walking, mm-hmm. I would. But like you say, I always follow the numbers and it's yeah. 50-50. Yep. It's 50. So I, I really can't do that. Yeah. Um, so with my dog walking, I know for every new four clients I get, it's time to start looking for another mm-hmm. walker. Mm-hmm. I cannot figure out a formula of when to hire another sitter. I just have not been able to wrap my mind around yeah. it. And I know I'm overthinking it. Yeah. So the, the way you're overthinking it is that basically you want to hire somebody who can, who doesn't need the work, but who wants the work when you okay. have it available. So this is basically a person who's kind of on call, so to speak. Right. Um, not to say that they have to say yes, because then you're, you have to pay that, you know, if right. they work or not. But essentially, you want someone who knows that initially they may not have anything for two or three weeks, whereas during the holidays, they might be super busy. And that's somebody that, you know, you need to hire somebody that's flexible. Right. Again, somebody that doesn't need the money, but that, you know, loves the work, loves the animals when they can get it. And that kind of person may mean that, you know, you contact them and they're not available because the work isn't as predictable as dog walking. But if you have like two or three pet sitters or dog walkers, then you can choose from them, right? If one says no, you can go to the next one like that. So I would just have people kind of waiting in the wings. Okay. And you want to be really clear in your ad when you're hiring for these positions, you know, pet sitter, 
pet sitting visits, you want to specifically say, you know, there may not be work for one, two or three weeks, but then, you know, you may have a week where you're really busy and you're working maybe 20 hours a week or 30 hours a week. And so we're looking for somebody that has that flexibility during these hours, typically, you know, seven to 9am, seven to 9pm. And maybe the dog walkers do some middays too. You might want to look at having them do some of that overflow Mm -hmm. in the middle of the day. The other thing I wanted to make sure to mention is you, you said at the very beginning that you are doing pet sitting visits at 11 p.m. Yeah. That is a premium, premium, like on steroids service. Right. (laughs) You know, and that should be, you, you should be charging a lot. Like I would say even double the price may not be, you know, you may even have to charge more because 11 PM, it's going to be really hard to find a sitter who's willing to do that. Right. You don't want to do that. Right. Right. Most likely. So what I would be doing is, you know, I would be looking at 9 PM being the cutoff. Okay. And if they need it beyond that, they're going to have to pay. And maybe you do like 15 minute increments beyond that is charged, you know, $2 each 15 minute increment beyond that. Maybe 11 is a double surcharge. So, so the last appointment for for 30 minute would be 1030. So 11 would be when we're done. So if I'm raising my rates, do I also go back to the people that I'm raising my rates on and say, oh, by the way, the 10 o'clocks are now going to be this. Do I do that all at yeah. once? Do I raise um, it on them all at once? I No, you don't want to give them too much right now. Right. So right. I okay. would look at like, what's your biggest pain point? So it sounds like you're right now, you know, you want to bring in more money. Yes. You can work on that. I would say in three months, that's your next action step you oh, know, awesome. in terms okay. of whenever you're making a big change, whether it be money or policies, do them separately. Like if you give people a big punch list of like, these are all the changes, they're going to flip out and leave. Right. You have a mass exodus. So right. you really need to kind of do a drip system of right. you know, <laughs> these, a little these changes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it'll make it more palatable for them. Okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, yeah, I have avoided fees. Um, I am proud of myself, though. I, I'm sure you've heard this many, many times, yeah. but everybody has become last minute since the yeah. pandemic. They yes, all, they've all lost their minds, and they're just like, uh-huh. "I gotta leave right now." I know, I know. I, I literally have because they trust me so much. I literally have people like, "Okay, we just left. Uh, we need you to come this evening," or uh, yeah. it's. It's 11 o'clock at night, which I finally set business hours, got a business phone and I'll put that away because I'm tired of answering messages at 12 at night. Uh So, um, so the last minute, like the cancellations don't even bother me as much as the last minute because now I'm shuffling everything. Uh So I actually did add an, and implement a last minute fee for the holidays. And the first time I put it on an invoice, I was sweating in the person. Uh-huh. Didn't, they didn't uh-huh. even notice. And the second oh, person great. didn't notice either. So Okay. So going back to that, I want to address that. What's your last minute fee? So my last minute fee is um, 72 hours for normal. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, Monday through, through mm-hmm. Thursday, um, 48 hours for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. 
and then the holidays. Um, no, I'm doing it backwards. Okay. 24 hours for the normal, 48 mm-hmm. hours for the weekend, and then 72 hours for busy like holidays. Things okay. Like that. This is too complicated. So we're going to, okay. we're going to actually streamline this okay. really a lot. Okay. okay. So basically what, what I'm going to recommend is that for pet sitting visits during normal times, mm-hmm. 72 hours or fewer notice results in a, I would say a $30 last minute fee. Okay. Yeah. And then for holiday periods, it would be seven days or fewer notice before their start date. And this is all before their start date. Okay. Okay. Um, And that would be, I mean, I would just keep it at $30 across the board, but just have the time change. Okay. $7, seven, seven days or fewer notice would be a $30 last minute fee over the holiday period. 72 hours or fewer notice would be, you know, $30 during a normal time. Okay. So just to be this person that's being so very yeah. specific. Yes. When do I implement that change? Yes. Gonna, that's going to be more than what I was charging okay. in, in, in less time, which okay. I think it, when I'm trying to repeat it to you, I think mm-hmm. it is too complex. Complicated if yeah. I can't repeat it to you correctly. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, yeah. Right. Good. So Good. Uh, when when would I look at yeah. that? Okay. So let me let me go back. So how much are you currently charging? How much did you say? Uh for the last minute the, fee. Uh, uh three dollars per service for the regular one and five dollars for oh, the see that is nothing. I mean they sneeze that out every day. Right. You know? and, well, and you know, but like I said, I have people that do six a day. And so, I mean, that does. No, this is just for, yeah, no, this is for the service. It's not right. per visit. Right. I would recommend that you have a holiday fee, but that's another conversation. And that would be <laughs> per visit. Okay. But right. we'll, we'll come back to that in a minute. But this one is just a last minute fee for scheduling service. Okay. Okay. So it yeah. kind of evens out. So that, that might be a change that I could do just saying them streamlining things. Yep. Yep. And I would, and you know, this is, it's like training a puppy. Okay. You're training your clients. You're training a puppy. I want you to think about your clients like puppies (laughs) and you know, they have gotten in, it's kind of like the pandemic puppies that suddenly have separation anxiety because their folks are around all the time. Mm -hmm. These clients are like pandemic puppies in that I need to go away now. Mm -hmm. You need to help me now, you know? Okay. I can do that maybe, but you're going to have to pay $30 for me to, you know, change what I'm doing, get somebody in there, scramble to make it happen. Yeah. And you know, when I did this, Stephanie, I began implementing this last minute fee years ago in my own pet sitting business. And I ended up making the first year I did it, I made like $3,000 just on last minute fees. I mean, it became a whole separate income category. And that was not the intention. I was just tired of people, you know, but it ended up benefiting me financially, you know, and it also began training my clients. So they didn't want to pay that. So they began, you know, doing what needed to be done in order to avoid that, which was giving me enough notice. 
So I want to go back to the holiday fee though. So what I recommend doing for holiday fee is um, I recommend $5. I mean, it depends on your area, actually. You're probably looking at three to $5 per visit over the holiday time. And then maybe $10 additional per overnight during the holiday period. And when I say holiday period, what I recommend, this is what I did in my business is I did December 20th through January 3rd was the holiday period for Christmas and New Year's. Right. And you can do one for Hanukkah as well. You know, that isn't always on the same date, you know, that time period. So you may actually want to have it be like December 1st to January 3rd. But what I did is I just did December 20th to January 3rd was the you know, that holiday. And then the four days over Thanksgiving, Thursday to Sunday were the holiday periods. And I only had the three end of the year holidays for the holiday fee. Oh, okay. To keep it simple. I didn't nickel and dime people of like 4th of July, you know, Easter. I didn't do that at all. And that tended to not be really big demand anyway. I mean, you know, sometimes it was really busy, but historically what was super busy was Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, just, we always had to turn people away. And so because of that, I needed to implement a last minute fee of seven days to book, you know, at least preferably more, but to avoid that last minute fee and then a holiday fee on top of whatever regular fee per visit. Okay. Yeah. Um, so um, going back to how I schedule my sitters. Mm-hmm. So and I and just so you know, Stephanie, I have time for one more question. So we'll work okay. on this and then we'll end. Okay, great. So um, like, you know, we're doing the 7 to 11. Mm-hmm. I ask my sitters to give me 15 to 20 days a month that they're available. And then mm-hmm. I'll let them know what, um, when I need something. And mm-hmm. I tell them, you know, once you give me your dates, I need you available when you say you'd be available. Mm-hmm. Um, they are employees and they are paid hourly. Okay. Is I, how, how do I schedule them where they're not, I'm not just like paying yes. enormous amounts for hourly. them not working. Yes. Right. Okay. But also, you know, especially in this hiring environment. Yeah. I know it's tricky. Retain. Yeah, yeah, retaining people. I don't uh-huh. know the best way. To, and and yeah. the good thing is, is, I have a bunch of awesome people that love me. Uh, right. But you know, the more I grow, that might not be true. <laughs> it's true. Um, but but I think you probably will have people that really like working with you, just because of right. who you are and the way you work with them and respect right. them and all of that. So one of the things I'm going to recommend that you do is talk to an employment lawyer about this because it's going to be different okay. in each state. So a low cost legal option would be going through legal zoom, but you want to make sure to get somebody in your area. Where are you located? I'm in North Texas. Okay, great. So you want to get somebody in Texas. It doesn't have to be specifically North Texas, but just somebody in the state of Texas, um, an employment lawyer. So I would recommend going through legal zoom. You'll be able to ask questions about all these rates and, you know, how do I have people on call? Do I have to pay them? How much do I have to pay them? 
etc. So that's going to be really important. Okay. Um, the other thing that I recommend doing is rather than I think it, this is another confusing thing where you know you're going to have to keep track of their schedule and the 15 to 20 days a month and really pet sitting tends to be like a weekend or seven days or you know I think it should be on a case-by-case basis. So maybe, you know, you reach out to your pet sitters and say, here's a job that I have. It's going to be from, let's say, November 1st to November 7th. Are you available for that? Okay. Morning and evening visits. So, you know, yes, you want them available like 15 to 20 days a month, but I would rather than you, it's complicated. I want you to get less complicated in your work. Okay. Okay. And just reach out to them about specific pet sitting needs as they come up. Okay. And then just have them enter what they can't work that way. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Right. And then you can find somebody else. You can have a job share with another sitter, you know, if they can't do the whole sit. Yeah. With that though, with the job sharing, anytime you're doing that for a pet sitting job, you really want to make sure that you're on top of it because right. things can fall through the cracks with those, you know, pet sitting jobs where two sitters are sharing. One might think, oh, they came to that evening visit when they didn't, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to need to make sure they're checking in and out with each visit. They're going into the software system. They're checking that they came. So that's an action step that you really want to get done now, you know, before it gets really busy. Because right. oh, that's where a lot of sitters, they kind of, they don't do that. They don't check in and out at the software. And then it's like, well, why even have the software if they're not checking right. in and out, you know? So they need to get in the habit of doing that. It becomes like brushing their teeth. You know, they, when they do a pet set, they're checking in, they're checking out. Right. And that's exactly yeah. why I've been avoiding getting a sitter. Cause it's just, mm-hmm. it's, so much more to it than dog walkers. Well, it, you know, and I work with sitters who they find dog walking is more challenging. Right. So, you know, you, it may be the way you're looking at it and the Maybe, way you're yeah. currently running your business, where right. if you were to get these systems and strategies in place that we talked about today, as well as maybe some others that we haven't talked about today, then you're going to find there's going to be a more streamlined process. It's going to be easy you're going to be like, oh, they're both great pet right. sitting and dog walking. And right. Yeah. So yeah. that's really where I would like to see you. But, okay. you know, it'll happen with you implementing some of these and starting with what we talked about today. Okay. Sounds yeah. Good. All right, my dear. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You are so welcome. It's my pleasure. All I right. wish Have you a great beautiful day. day. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye. Hi, pet business owners. I hope you enjoyed that session with Stephanie. I really enjoyed working with her. And I want to share a little update. So she reached out to me and wanted to share how she's doing. So I'm going to read you what she wrote me. Hi, Kristen. As you may recall, I hired a really great pet sitter a few months ago. She unfortunately got the opportunity to study abroad in Scotland, but she is back this month, and I'm going to be asking her back in the new year, so I will then have two pet sitters and two dog walkers. Yay! I have outlined my fee schedule. 
I'm looking at speaking to an employment attorney in the new year to discuss on-call pay for pet sitting, and I have sent my rate increase letter out. Thank you so much, Kristen. You are so welcome, Stephanie. And for those of you who are struggling with some difficult challenges or even just little bumps in your business road that is causing you annoyance, I am here. I'm ready. I'm happy to help you. You'll find all of my coaching information in the show notes page at prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 98. That's the number 98. Again, prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 98. On the show notes page, you'll find information about my 25 or 50-minute private coaching sessions, my two-hour best year yet coaching, or more information about my in-person VIP coaching days for pet business owners in Hawaii or California, as well as information on how to apply to get coached by me on the podcast. I hope that you have a wonderful day or evening whenever you're listening to this. Take good care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast. It would be great if you would take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes. For any questions, comments, or pet business coaching topics you would like to hear on future podcasts, please visit us at www.prosperouspetbusiness.com or www.sixfigurepetbusinessacademy.com.